Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's get an update on what the situation is in Ukraine. And, of course, that's a story that uh, there's developments uh, minute by minute, it seems. So we're going to check in now with Reggie Giacchini, the Washington correspondent for Global News, and get the latest. Uh, Reggie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning. The situation in Ukraine, as I say, I mean, changes minute by minute. I mean, the latest seems to be the demand to abandon Mariupol, right? I mean, that was the demand made by the Russians overnight? It was a demand made by the Russians uh, for uh, a white flag to essentially wave in Mariupol by 5 a.m. Moscow time. Uh, Mariupol city officials said they wouldn't do it. Kiev said that they wouldn't lay down uh, their arms. Uh, Russia said that if they were willing to surrender, they would open up a humanitarian corridor uh, and ultimately get aid into a city that has seen 90 percent of its buildings destroyed. There's no water. There's no power. There's no food. Uh, Given the fact that there was no surrender, uh, it remains unclear what's going to happen to these tens of thousands of people who have been trapped inside this encircled city unclear if they're going to be able to get out or be forced out, as we've seen reports. And that city, of course, as you say, that was one of the focuses of the Russian efforts. Are we seeing it expand in other areas, or does this, I don't know, call it a stalemate, for lack of a better term, seem to be continuing? Look, I mean, some military analysts are calling this uh, a stalemate. Russia has made very little gains over the last several weeks. Yes, they have been able to get 90% of the buildings destroyed throughout Mariupol. It's a key strategic city that they need to create some kind of land bridge that would connect the eastern rebel-held regions down through the port city of Odessa. They have been able to make some gains in towards Kyiv. We saw an explosion uh, kind of decimate a shopping center in northeastern Kyiv through the overnight hours, killing eight people, injuring dozens of others. Uh, But there are so few boots on the ground with military uh, uh, personnel from Russia that they really are res- uh, resorting to this uh, use of indiscriminate shelling no matter what city it's in. Uh, and there is growing concern from military experts that that indiscriminate shelling could eventually run out, forcing the use of more hypersonic missiles, which Russia claims to have used over the weekend. Um, our colleague Jeff Semple is in Odessa, which seems to be another emerging front. Uh, is that another city that Russia seems to be paying particular attention to now? It is because, uh, and, and it's the, for the same reason that they're looking in towards Mariupol. It is a key port city yeah. in the south. It's the largest port uh, in Ukraine, and ultimately they need that in order to create uh, a bridge that would access uh, the water over towards uh, Ukraine. So we are seeing, uh, you know, these kind of amphibious shellings uh, in towards Odessa, in through Mariupol. Uh, it's a growing concern, not only for uh, for people in Ukraine, for the Ukrainian government, but for also uh, for the West and for NATO, because some of these rockets are landing dangerously close to NATO's borders. Um, And in terms of any kind of resolution, there's nothing in sight, really hasn't been. I know we've had talks on and off, Reggie, but uh, they haven't really gone anywhere. And I don't think the expectation is they will, right? Well, I mean, look, President Zelensky has said that he's willing to meet and negotiate uh, with Russia. We've heard from uh, the Turkish foreign minister, uh, who's kind of playing with both sides here, saying that that the Kremlin says that they're not interested or at least ready to talk with Kyiv. So, yes, these talks have been ongoing, four or five different rounds of them. They haven't really resulted in much because neither side is willing to kind of give in to the concessions that either side uh, is asking for, either because they're seen as red lines uh, or simply because they, they are simply an undoable request. Uh, So, you know, there's an opportunity for more 
conversations going forward. Uh, there's also going to be these conversations with NATO that happen later on this week that could be an attempt to put more pressure on the Kremlin. Uh, Reggie, uh, thanks so much for the update. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That is Reggie Cicchini, who is the Washington correspondent for Global News, bringing us the latest developments in Ukraine. And as I said, it's uh, it's continuing to go back and forth. Uh, and yeah, Odessa seems to be the latest focus. Um, and as we heard the demand over uh, Mariupol last night, uh, Ukraine saying, "Yeah, no, we're not surrendering. We're not. We're not giving up to this."